to be back. <laughs> it is an honor. It is an honor just to be hosting the awards this year. Now, isn't it funny? This is the third annual, but yet it's our 100th year on the air, or at least it feels like it. And so if we'd only somebody messed started, up somewhere. somebody messed up. That's, that's the gist. <laughs> if we boil it down, somebody done messed up somewhere. <laughs> that's it for my opening that's monologue. Right. But that, but we're making up for it now. We're making up for it. We ought to really go back. When we really get strapped for uh, episode topic ideas, we'll just go back and do the awards <laughs> from 2008, 2009, 2010, yeah. all those, and just make up for lost time. As you said, that's a great idea. You know, we had to establish ourselves before we started hosting award shows left you and right. You can't just come out of the but, gate um, hosting an awards show. Come on. Man, I'm... We, I, the writers worked hard on this dialogue for this for this award <laughs> show, so I'm glad we're getting on there. But Cliff, we uh, you know we had a whole red carpet show earlier. I don't know. I, th- I think uh, we weren't recording that, but we should have no, been. No, I, well, I didn't want to record great. it. I didn't think it was that great because I was so I, just doing a red carpet. Just I, I burst into tears thinking about our beloved Joan Rivers. It just makes me too oh, I know. sad. I know. And then I think about you, the Melissa Rivers of the pair, and I just, you know, it's uh, it hurts. Everybody hurts. Well, and the carpet wasn't exactly red still. I, you know, Charles claimed that that was a red carpet at one point. It's but dusty rose at best. <laughs> we walked the dusty rose carpet. I think I still have a little dust on my on my pants there. Oh, but, is that um, what that was? I thought that was graham cracker crumbs from where you sat on that cheesecake. Oh uh, well, both could be true. It's true. But Cliff uh, and Mrs. Potter Butter Butter turned. She just looks beautiful tonight uh, in her long elegant dress. She's wearing stunning. She got those gloves on to match like one of those ladies you know from the 40s or something yeah and i'm sure mr snobbottom looked amazing too in whatever pants he had on before he changed into those sweatpants but uh you know i'm sure he looked amazing as well well we're gonna go with the fact that he did now i've got on the only thing that would fit the largest things that were black just that we're not, that's all i'm gonna say and you have come i have never seen you look more like Steamboat Willie. Are you celebrating the fact that he is now in the public domain? Yes, but, well, you know, the, I, now I've got two parts to this oh. outfit. I'm kind of doing a, a change in the middle, you know, halfway through. Costume change. Um, and I'm I'm changing into my awards robe, that I call them, because they're the, just the most comfortable 
award show outfit that I could find. But yes, this is in celebration of Steamboat Willie becoming public domain. So don't don't sue us, Disney. I'm not. It, I'm wearing the accurate Steamboat Willie version, and I'm not talking in Mickey's voice because that would make it a problem. Oh, is that a problem? Well, yeah, he can't. Steamboat Willie didn't talk, so you can't uh, use the voice. All right. When can we start using the voice? Oh, you got you got another 30, 40 years on that, I think. Really? Yeah, because it was uh, 28, 30, because, yeah, somebody, I think I was, that's what I read. But uh, but they, they've got ways around it all, Cliff. We won't go into all the details. They've got ways. They move in mysterious ways, Kendall. <gasps> they do. They do. They do indeed. Now, what I want to institute this year in our show is something that I think it's been sorely missing, at least... Uh, from you, uh, you know. Class. Well, I don't. I don't <laughs> want to change things too much. But what I want to do is I want to bring back the best parts of Regis and Kathy Lee and Rosie O'Donnell show, which were the part at the beginning where they say, "Well, what'd you do last night, John?" She would ask John McDee in the McDee LTs, yeah. and you know, Reg and Kathy Lee would ask each other, well, "What'd you do last night?" So I, I, and I always just thought that was the best part of the whole show was when they just said what they did last night. So I want to ask you. Yeah, those were interesting people, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I did, and you can make up something interesting, okay? It, oh, I know what I did. I'm just right. saying I don't know if it's as interesting as what. You know, uh, Kathy Lee Gifford would have done. Well, nobody is as interesting as Kathy Lee. Let's put it that way. Okay. Which, speaking of last night going to bed, uh, different times of the year, all year, I have Christmas songs running through my head. And they're not, it's not like Jingle Bells. But one of them last night was a Kathy Lee one from her album, one of her Christmas albums. It's, um, you know, I wish you well, my love, on this Christmas day and on every day of the year. I miss you so. I hope you know. Most of all, I wish you were here. And I was thinking of that last night, even though it is not Christmas time. And, and that one is not as popular, but in my brain, heavy rotation is the song from the Muppet Christmas Carol. All of them are in at least, you know, mild rotation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every single one. <laughs> all year long. But the one that always comes up is the one that Scrooge and Belle sing to one another. Oh, it when was, love is gone. Yeah, when love, love is, is gone, gone, the sweetest dream that you have ever known. I wish you well, but I must leave you now alone. All the time is the accurate portrayal of how often that song is going through my head. All of the time. So uh, that enough is uh, interesting. I don't even have to tell you that I watched this movie called Critics' Choice with Bob Hope and Lucille Ball in it, and it was just had such an annoying ending. I was so annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't. I'll tell you real briefly. Let's see how annoyed you are. All right. For the, I'm gonna go real quick, folks, because I don't want to take up Kendall's time when he tells us what he did last night. So. Bob Hope, he plays this real 
Oh, he just hates Broadway shows, so he's a critic of Broadway shows. And, you know, oh, he hates the bad ones, and, you know, it just pains him to write a good review because he didn't like it. You know, he's real persnickety. And he's married to Lucy, and Lucy just gets the idea one day, and she's like, I'm going to write a play about what happened to me and my sisters when we were young. And, you know, he's like, oh, that's, yeah, yeah, right. You're never going to finish the play, and if you do, it'll be terrible, blah, 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 blah. And so, but she does finish it. And since he works in Broadway circles, you know, yada, 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 people want to produce it, et cetera, et cetera. She produces it. She, you know, they do the out of town run with the previews mm-hmm. where they're working on it for six or eight weeks, trying to make it better. They ask him at one point, would you watch the show and give us, you know, your feedback so we can make it better? Because that's what they're trying to do before it really opens. He says, no. Because he's going to review it. And they're like, what? This is your wife's (laughs) show. We thought you would, of course, not review it. Why would you not just want to help us? But he's like, no, my self-respect is a critic, blah, 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 blah. So he, they, yada, yada, they go. He does not help them. It's about to open on opening night on Broadway. He's about to go and review it, but somebody... They guilt him out of it, and he says, okay, the other critic who is Mel Cooley from the Dick Van Dyke show, he's like, he can he can review it even though he's a terrible critic. And, so, and, he, and then he goes to his first wife's... <laughs> sorry. He did a bunch of those. That's on topic. Because <laughs> he went to his first wife's house for this... Uh, and he gets real drunk, basically, to put it short. He's got, and he's staggering. You know, he's blotto. You know, he's, uh, you know, drunk as Kendall ever was times ten. Okay, and he he's there and he's like, oh, I gotta go. I gotta go review the show. They told me not to go, but I'm gonna go anyway. And I got, I'm gonna, gotta, I gotta get to the theater. Got to get to the theater. So he's just drunk off his ass. Finally, he gets there. He gets there after the curtain is up. And he about disrupts the show many times. And he's, His self-respect as a critic. Ah, it was so, <laughs> I, I was apoplectic. I wanted to write a harshly worded letter to Bob Hope at the end of this, even though he didn't write it. <laughs> I doubt he or Lucy wrote this. They needed a couple more weeks and previews out of town before they finished on this ending. But, we're, but, but this is basically the end. He goes to the play. And he get then he you know he tries to get Mel Cooley out of his seat and he's like no no and then he disrupts disrupts and then he goes up into the balcony and and he like hangs over the balcony like three different times like they're holding him by his ankles and yeah. it, it's like oh I gotta I gotta sit here and he does this does this then after the show you learn. He's given, he gave the show. He reviewed it. He didn't let Mel Cooley's review run. He reviewed it. He gave it a horrible review, which ran in the paper. And they were, and they looked at the other reviews too. They're like, well, yeah, these other reviews aren't great, but this is the one that's going to close us by Thursday or whatever, you know. And then he comes in only at the very end. Does He's like, you know what? Coming home, I realize I should have been on your side the whole time. The next play you write, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna help you the whole way. Any t- anything you need, because I should have been on your team. And Lucy, she's like, she's packing up to leave after this review. Yeah. Which I kept saying, keep packing. Don't stop. Don't stop. Yeah. And but but she you know, she's like, well. And then it cuts to the the next day, you know, they boned and his back goes out in the shower and it's the, the end. Is that not so annoying? What? <laughs> See, now that's more like an accurate portrayal of something that really did happen back then rather than like a happy movie ending. But, yes, that's awful. But Because uh, at least I thought, well, at least he's going to go and he's not going to review it because he was late. He was super, so drunk he fell off the balcony three times. Yeah. And the husband of the playwright. But no. He did, and it runs, and it was terrible. So I just had to do the thing where at the end of it, I thought, okay, in my mind, I know that Lucy wrote another play, and it was a Broadway smash, et cetera, et cetera, and somehow, with, with or without him, it all worked out after that. I need a sequel, people. They're making sequels to everything. Critics' <laughs> Choice. This is this very unsatisfactory film from the 60s. Yeah, but, we need to see her next play be extremely successful. Right. So, but anyway, it was fun with both of them. It had a lot of 60s people in it. But that's what I did last night. Reach, what'd you do? Well, mine doesn't quite have the same thrill of, of all the twists and turns that yours mm. does. But I, I was actually headed down to the fabric patch mm. to get the fabric for my my robe for my awards robe because you know you, that's just not something you can buy off Amazon if you know in something in our size so yeah. I had to go find and the reason it's the color it is because that's the only fabric I could find in that amount ah, but that so I, I was headed down I was headed down there and then uh, you know I was almost there and it hit me I can't afford the amount of fabric I'm gonna have to buy without that coupon that I left back at the house so I had to turn around go all the way back to the house to get the coupon and then, you know, I walked in and I was like, oh, my God, I forgot to put the, the, the clothes in the dryer. So I started putting them in there. And then I thought, oh, my God, I'm kind of hungry. I should get a snack. So then I had to make something for myself to eat, of course. And then by the time I got back out to the, the fabric patch, you know, they were just about to close. And I said, you got, you've got to let me in. It's for the award show tomorrow. And they had no clue what I was talking about. But anyway, they did let me in. Got the fabric, came back home, sewed my robes, and called it a night. Uh, well, you know, you did prove that not everybody's last night is very interesting, but I think that we're I gonna, tried to say something about it before, you know. And you, then you then you see, then you tried to needle me, folks, by making it especially boring. But <laughs> we uh, we're going to keep going with it. We're going to just see what happens with that uh, if we don't forget, which is always a big possibility here on the Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast show. But that's not even what we're talking about tonight, Rage. We're, we're doing the Cliff and Kendall Awards. We got to get started because we've got so many to get through. Oh, it's just like and, the you know, Oscars were running long already. Oh, I know, no. we're already running long. And people are already like, wrap it up, wrap, wrap it up. Wrap it up, wrap it up. Kendall, <laughs> I'm going to present tonight's first Cliff and Kendall Award. Do it. <sighs> what an honor. <laughs> this is the award for... The best show to watch in 2024. Okay? Okay. A lot of science has gone into this, no doubt. And this is uh, what the tabulations said. 
And he did have a sign on his door saying, experiments in progress. Yeah, you thought I was developing pictures, but I wasn't. <laughs> All right. Oh. And then, oh, I opened it before I even read the nominees. The nominees are old Unsolved Mysteries episodes. Okay. Old Simpsons episodes, which is any episode before the one that is about to come out the following week. Old Murder, She Wrote episodes or old New Heart episodes. Well, I mean, how can you go wrong? Okay, this is an honor to be nominated. Don't forget. It is. Absolutely. The winner is... Oh, my God. Old Murder, She Wrote episodes. Oh. Oh. They're a must for 2024, everybody. We're going to get this to the estate of Angela Lansbury. I love it. When I hear that music... It means something fun is coming. Doesn't it just thrill you to your soul? It does me. It does. And yeah. Because I used to watch that when I was out of school, when I was sick, and they would play it during the day. And when that music, that and Father Dowling Mysteries, <laughs> and like, I just loved them all. It was just like a mystery-filled, mystery-a-thon. It was like watching Clue over and over and over again all day. It is. And in this crazy, mixed-up world that we live in, where love has ended before it's begun. Kendall, the love uh, is gone. The love <laughs> is gone. The sweetest dream that we have ever known. <laughs> in this crazy place, it just, it helps your soul to see Jessica Fletcher solve a murder. And I think, as I prescribe it, if I was a doctor, I would be driven out of the AMA <laughs> by prescribing <laughs> Murder, She Wrote episodes. Hey, well, you know, or you would they would, you would be at some huge doctor awards for being the first person to figure out how to uh, solve the problem of depression. Probably. I'd probably wind up on, oh, my God, can you imagine just the appropriateness of being on the cover of the New England Journal of Medicine <laughs> with uh, just Jessica Fletcher in Cabot Cove, Maine. And what uh, <laughs> I can see the headline now, appropriateness of it all. <laughs> Appropriate. I think it's just a big headline, appropriate. This is it. It works. <laughs> and you get it. You immediately get it. Cliff, that was a great award, and I want to congratulate Jessica Fletcher, Fletcher herself. Yes. Jessica Fletcher. Um, now, my first award, Cliff, is, is also in the film and entertainment uh, sort of vein of the world. It is uh, the award for the best Remake, reboot, prequel, sequel of the last year. Ah. And the nominees are Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Scream 6. More screams. Oh, I don't think, I think I added that last part. Oh, it Um, should have been the subtitle. It should have been. You know, they should really con- consult us. We've got grand ideas. Uh, Wonka, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and Saw... Is it Saw X or Saw 10? 10, or I both? guess. It's both, I think. I think. Gosh. I haven't seen it's 1 it's through 9, double, so I don't know. It's a double entendre. Uh, okay. Or maybe that's what it's rated. Now I'm interested. <laughs> I just thought we're, we're called double ron- uh, rotundas. <laughs> Uh, okay, and the winner is Cliff oh, Wonka. Oh. What a great uh, prequel that was. Well, there's chocolate 
And For there's chocolate. And there's chocolate. <laughs> but only Wonka's makes your eyes pop out their sockets. Did you see it, Suckalit. Kendall, before you presented so, it with the award? Um, yes, Cliff, I did. I did finally see it. And I just have to say, it was such uh, a love letter, I think, to the original Wonka. Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, to Timothy Chalamet's hair. Well, that, no, also that's... A love, one day Cliff, I'll that's make a your love letter. Lo- <laughs> you've already written a love letter. You made me read it before I saw it. Um, so, yes, yeah, not that love letter, but... It was a love letter to the original Wonka, I think. Um, you know, and it had, I actually watched this thing on YouTube, it had, had nods to both of the Wonka films made to kind of like give tribute to both of them. Uh, I thought it had a great overall story. I loved, um, a lot of the songs I thought were really great. I listened to them afterwards. It just, I don't know, it was really sweet in, in, a, in a way that I think we needed right now. So it, it just, it felt fun. I had a, I had a good time watching it. And I loved a lot of the characters that were in it. So, uh, touche, I loved it. We'll get that one uh, out to Timothy Chalamet right away. Put that in the uh, mail. Yeah, yeah. I'll be accepting for him at the moment. <laughs> we'll, we'll send it on over his way. All right. Well, you know, I did just watch that uh, Indiana Jones Oh, on the Disney Yeah, Plus. that was the opposite feeling I had when I watched it. <laughs> I will just say real briefly, because I know people are like, but what did you think? And uh, I will just say, I didn't think it was terrible. There were two things that I didn't care for. One is I kind of, I was like, well, I know that they want us to love the Fleabag woman. And it's she's good, but it's like, why do I all of a sudden care about his goddaughter? I don't. I I know. And then... In place of making, you know, a story make any sense, they just kill Shia LaBeouf. He's just dead. I know, I know. He can't be in Vietnam. Maybe he would live. No, he's dead. I know. He died. Yeah, no, they made it a big plot point that, yeah. No, the, see, that's uh, th- that That to me is like, well, we don't know what else to do. We don't want Shia LaBeouf back. He had, sure, I guess he's dead. Right, right. Yeah. So he couldn't be... Away for the week. I don't know. But anyway, Kendall, <laughs> we're not here to talk about that. And it's funny that you give out that award because the next award, it, it, it it's like seeing your award and then it turns around, does a 180. Yeah. Turns its back to your award and looks toward the future. Because this award is the... Hocus Pocus 2 Award for Best Upcoming Reboot, Remake, Sequel, Prequel, or Spinoff. So this looks to the future to movies that have not yet been released and pre-awards them for being the best. And the nominees are... Mean Girls, The Musical. Oh, oh, this is a big... A big thing here. It's Roadhouse, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, which actually won this award last year, but was <laughs> pushed uh, on the schedule. It's, it's been re-nominated. All right. Um, oh, this The Fall Guy, starring Ryan Gosling, or Beetlejuice Two. All right, let's see. Oh. Oh, my God. Now I know how the presenter felt, whoever it was. 
when both Barbara Streisand and Katherine Hepburn tied at the Oscars. Because we've got a tie, everybody. Oh, in a huge, wow, this is a big wow. Two years in a row, Roadhouse, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, streaming soon on Amazon Prime. And it ties with, I should have said Roadhouse, 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 Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice 2. Oh, those are the two best upcoming sequel, prequel, remake, reboots, or spinoffs. And I have good news, Kendall, for people who love sequels, prequels, reboots, remakes, and spinoffs. If you happen to just Google a list of the upcoming movies of the year for any reason, you're just going to be thrilled because 99% of them fall into this category and were eligible oh, yeah. to have won this award. But the winners uh, were being Twisters, used to. Uh, Garfield uh, movie, the, Kung, Kung Fu Panda 4, Ghostbusters, like everything is a remake. Literally, we're running too far behind for you to list anymore because we would never <laughs> stop. They're every, ever like... Uh, you're going to love it, folks, if you love those. So anyway, oh, that's... Oh, boys. Oh, my goodness, dear. I was hoping you could help me, boy. I seem to have lost the uh, piece of thread here that holds my sweatpants up. It's gone down inside the waistband, Kendall boy. I was wondering if you could help me pull it out of there. Uh, how about I just sew a new one up here real quick? I have a thread and needle right over here. It will take but two seconds. Uh, oh, do you have... You ha- oh, there. There it is. There's your sewing oh, I kit. I told you. I right. always keep it with oh, me. You're very prepared for any sewing emergencies. <laughs> now, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn, I don't even think we're going to have to re-sew any of those sequins on because your dress is so glamorous and sparkling. Oh. Well, thank you, dear. It is quite a lovely dress. And, and you know, Mrs. Uh, Madam, down at the, uh, the, the local haberdashery built it for me, dear. It's such a wonderful dress. That is so nice. I know you've been going to fittings all month long. To you know, get it exactly right, form fitted to your body, and it looks beautiful. Oh yes, well I had to keep getting fitted after every big Christmas meal I had. <laughs> <laughs> I was I would be wearing oh, elastic pants feeling. like Mr. Snodbottom here. If, if I the, yeah, I these am. do look comfortable for the awards. Mine are very uncomfortable. It's hard to even get down here on my knee to do this. <laughs> oh, all right, Paul. Well, it was a case of a minor. <laughs> attack of some sort before which caused my uh, sweatpants to be put on by necessity boy oh, oh, oh. oh dear if you're, if you're through we must get back to the kitchen we have uh, lots of food to prepare for the after party oh yes I'm going to put some tater tots in the air fryer boys oh that sounds great I, I can't wait for the after party uh, alright well, we'll see you guys out there after we're you know like the real Oscars we are so far behind God only knows how long this is going to take oh dear I'm so excited to see how it all turns out we'll see you at the after party oh, yes. oh yeah well that didn't help our time frame there no. but, uh, but we're going to just keep on keep it on keep uh, coming on. up to our next big award Cliff now oh. this award this award it's very close, uh, near and dear to your heart. Oh. I'm talking uh, Cliff's best collage of the year. And, man, there have been a lot of them. Let me assure you, 
uh, it feels like every day you've got a new collage that you've been working on, and they're all so amazing. It's hard I, to. I'm pick. an artist, and it just comes out. Kendall. Uh, it does. It does. Well, okay. The first nominee is uh, Jake Gyllenhaal collage of the uh, the most recent Oscar snubs. Uh, I know. I know that brings up emotion, but that's what made this collage. So amazing! It says something. Yeah, I don't. I'm it not does. gonna. I'm not gonna co-opt your nominees here, but I'm will no, just I say know, yes. It, it says something. You, you got to just sit aside and, and listen Sorry. to your 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 great collages. Uh, the next one is Timothy Chalamet's uh, Chalamet's <laughs> uh, best hair photo collage. That's a a lot of great hairstyles. You really fit in a lot with that one. We've got Dolly's greatest moments collage that you did just back here in November. That one was a great one. We have a Madonna's Funniest Faces collage. The ones That one's the one that you did to help remind us all that Madonna is just like us. And that was for when we were going through that really rough patch and we we're all real depressed. And you're like, look at all these funny faces Madonna has. It was a great one. Um, and then finally, uh, the uh, all ifs, ands, and buts collage. It was really just a bunch of buts, but that was a play on words, obviously. And that one was, uh, was I just thought that one had such a great name. So... And the winner is. That was a personal is. favorite as well. All worthy nominees. Let's see. Oh, an- oh another one sweeps for the Timothy Chalamet's oh, best oh, hair oh, photo collage. Oh, that so was Cliff, a good one. You get this award. Oh, Here you go. Oh, yeah. Pass it right along. Hey, you thank actually, you. you. Now, keep, I would remind you to keep any acceptance speeches you may have to a minimum <laughs> while, since we're so behind. Well, I just really want to thank L'Oreal and Vidal Sassoon for years of inspiration. And I want to thank the wind and, uh, you know, God's hair follicles that he created on that day that Timothy Chalamet was born however many years ago and I want to thank God, God. and uh, God. the God. Church of Jesus Christ and Latter-day Saints. Thank you. Alright. Which brings us Kendall to another segment and that's no joke. Oh, oh! Well, this this is going to go down in the uh, worst awards categories. They're so bad. <laughs> They're so bad. But I just want to, you know, trigger warning: these are bad. Yeah, you've been warned, Cliff. What is the most terrifying word in nuclear physics? Mmm. Whoops. Kendall, what (laughs) (laughs) is the difference between a G-spot and a golf ball? Well, Kendall will actually search for a golf ball. Kendall, how how do you make your boyfriend scream during sex? Well, you call him and tell him about it. And Kendall, (laughs) how is a push-up brassiere like a bag of chips? Well, as soon as you open it, you realize it's half empty. Oh, Cliff, we're so used to, to um, just answering each other. It's so hard when you ask a, a joke that I don't just blurt out an answer. <laughs> Let's just um, remind, these are rhetorical questions. I know, I know. I, I have to remind myself. an answer. Cliff, three fish are in a tank. One asks the others, how do you drive this thing? <laughs> What's the dumbest animal in the jungle? Well, that is, of course, a polar bear. <laughs> and... What do you call a man who can't stand? 
Neil. Neil. <laughs> Kendall, why did the woman leave her husband? Probably for those. Why did she leave her husband after he spent all their money on a penis enlargement? Well, she just couldn't take it any longer. And how does a woman scare their gynecologist? By becoming a ventriloquist. And Kendall, now this is what, kids, you gotta leave the room. If you're if you're still in the room, you gotta leave it. What did the hurricane, because it's about hurricanes is why. They might be triggered about weather. Kendall, what did the hurricane say to the coconut tree? It said, hold on to your nuts. This ain't no ordinary blowjob. Whoa. Whoa. That was nuts. I used to be addicted to the hokey pokey, but then I turned myself around. Uh. Did you know the first french fries weren't actually cooked in France? They were cooked in Greece. Uh. And finally, Cliff, I don't trust the stairs. They're always up to something. Up to something. Kendall, do you want to know why they say eating yogurt and oysters will improve your sex life? Sure. It's because if you eat that stuff, you're sure to eat anything. Now, (laughs) how do you circumcise a hillbilly? You kick his sister in the jaw. Now, what did the O say to the Q? It said, dude, your dick's hanging out. Now, Kendall, did you hear about the constipated accountant well, he couldn't budget, so he had to work it out with a paper and pencil. And finally, <laughs> Kendall, what did the sanitary napkin say to the fart? You are the wind beneath my wings. Beautiful. Uh, Kendall, Kendall, we've got time for one more award before we go oh. to break. Another award. All right. What, hit me. With, it's your turn, right? Yes. Kendall, okay. the nominees. Oh, this is this is the one that proves that we should still be eligible for the Peabody Awards and public funding. The <laughs> nominees for Book of the Year are The Woman in Me by Britney Spears, Death on the Emerald Isle, a murder she wrote novel by Jessica Fletcher and Terry Farley Moran. <laughs> My name is Barbara by Barbara Streisand. Or The Secret Society of Aunts and Uncles by Jake Gyllenhaal. And the winner is. <gasps> People. People who need Barbara, people who read Barbara, are the luckiest people in the world. Barbara Streisand for her monumental memoir, My Name is Barbara. And Kendall, as we go to break, I want you to choose a number between one and 970. Three. Three? All right. Yeah. And I'm going to read us to break with a little bit of Barbara. Let's see. uh, The chapter contents are so long, it may take me a while to get there. Photo credits, (laughs) prologue. All right. Recently, my husband Jim and I were driving home from a movie, and I stopped at the supermarket because I suddenly had a craving for coffee ice cream. 
We walked into the market holding hands, and a man came up behind us and said in a loud voice, I'm so happy to see you back together. Back together? When were we apart? Did my husband move out and I somehow failed to notice? You see, I like facts. I have great respect for facts, and the idea of just making something up really bothers me. So finally, I said yes to writing this book after dancing around the idea for ages. I actually wrote the first chapter back in the 90s in longhand with an erasable pen, and then I lost it. Don't touch that now dial. There's more sass on the way. Stay tuned for more Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. Hello? Listen, there's a party going on right on your telephone. It's America's ultimate party, and it's what everyone's talking about. Try it now. Find out how. Imagine right now you can talk live with up to eight friendly people who want to meet you. It's fun, it's exciting, and you can try it now. Find out how. Don't be shy. You can call in until you hear someone you want to talk to. Then say hello. It's that easy. Try it now. Find out how. Call right away. Adults over 18 only. And now, whether you like it or not, Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. You're the top. You're the top. You're the Louvre Museum. You're a melody from a symphony by Strauss. You're a pendant bonnet, a Shakespeare sonnet. You're Mickey Mouse. I love it. You're the That's the one. I'm a worthless yep, check, yep. a total wreck of love. Honey, baby, I'm the bottom. You're the top. Okay. Okay. He was strictly observant, which, mean he, which meant he couldn't work past sundown on Fridays, and we had to have kosher food for him. But I loved that. It was the reality of who he was. He could just be which is a short way to describe what constitutes good acting for me. Steve knew this world intimately, and he also knew the Talmud. That gave him the kind of natural authority I wanted for this role, and his voice already had the cadence of an erudite Jewish leader. Mandy had acquired some knowledge. Now, Kendall, we're on page 551 now. Do you want me to keep going? Or... I know it's. I, I thought you'd already well, read this. Cliff, I gave you the book for your for not for your birthday for Christmas for God's birthday. Because I actually I actually snuck off oh. and changed while you were reading, so I'm in my new awards robe here. But I think that's a good That'd stopping good. point All for right. now. Well, you know, it's just I was so engaged in the journey toward Yentl from vision to the screen that I didn't even noticed that you were gone and but here we are we're back and you do look those do look comfortable <laughs> your robes well you're right and that's what i'm going for is comfort because in in you know the times we live in cliff i think being comfortable is one of the most important things these, you can be and and now you're making yourself more comfortable over there <laughs> these are the special times kendall the times we'll remember now now, what's what's now, next on the award show? Now, Are we going to give another award? Now. All right, Cliff. Uh, that's funny. I do not remember writing this one. 
How did it get in here with this stuff? I mean, I have. Huh. Huh. Uh, let's see. Uh, best. I don't know if you should give out awards you don't remember uh, putting in the show. I mean. Well, I've only got I've only got so many here, so I'm going to have to go with it, Cliff. This is the best employee here at Cliff and Kendall. Oh, all right. Well, that should be an easy one. So let's see what the nominees are. I hope I was at least nominated. I hope so, too. All right, let's see. We have, oh, Crock-Pot. Very good, very good. She's great, great employee here. She's not here today, but. Oh, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn. Of course, she's always running around doing something for us wonderfully. Mr. Snodbottom. Mmm. It's debatable. I mean, not that he is wonderful to the show, but I don't know if he would be, you know, the winner. I don't know if you need to comment on the nominees. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have Cliff. No comments. (laughs) Kendall. That's a good one. Oh, and Charles, the contractor. Oh, oh, whoa. That's a weird one. All right, let's see. Dark Horse. A little out of left field there. The The winner is... Charles, the contractor. Oh, uh, well, is he here? This in over here. I don't know what's happened, but I, you uh-huh. know, that's I guess the way the rules are set. He wins the award. So, all right. Well, is he here? Do, do you want to? I don't know. Is Charles around? I don't. Do you, oh, hey. oh, oh, hey, there hey, he is. Hey, Charles. How's it hanging, guys? Charles, did you? Were you holding the envelopes earlier, or doing anything with the envelopes? Oh man, uh, I don't know nothing about no envelopes, man. Nah, it's not. Uh, I, ain't, I ain't from Manila. <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't here, do envelopes, dude. Well, here's your award. Now we're running way too behind due to the the book reading that Cliff did to have you have an acceptance speech. So just, we'll oh, thank wait, you for the award wait. and and feel free to go ahead and. Go, come oh, back should, to the uh, audience. This is bitching, man. This is bitching. I, I always knew I was an award winner. I want to thank God and Jesus. And all right. All right whoa, whoa. Oh, Kendall, you shouldn't have pushed him right out like that. They don't well, even Cliff, do that are, on the Oscars. You know, nobody gave me a stick to pull him off with. So. <laughs> we got to move on. We're running. By, I'm going to get this show back on time. Back on time, Kendall. Got to oh, get no. back on time. <laughs> Speaking of time, Kendall, yep. I thought of you the other day because I was organizing some things in my apartment. <laughs> Not because uh-huh. of that, but because I oh, was sorry. What am I? I'm trying to do two things. And if you try to do two things, you do them both badly. <laughs> so let's see. Hold on one second. Now I've done the right thing. All right. So I was watching. You know, as I was doing some stuff, packing some things away and unpacking other things, I was watching a bunch of Muppet Show episodes. And uh-huh. one of the ones that came on was she was hosted by Joan Baez. And it was, of course, it was great. Everything was great. And they, you know, they talked to her and this, what you know, that one guy, it's like he's got glasses and he's like, I don't know. You know, you know that guy? <laughs> That's amazing. And he's like, well, we've had uh, singing penguins and singing rats. I guess it's time we had some singing folk. Because she's a folk singer. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, so it was great. And then she goes to do one of, you know, one of her songs. And she has a, it, it, the setup for the song is she's, 
It's called Honest Lullaby. And so she's singing like in a kid's bedroom. And it's like a Muppet kid, you know, uh, yeah. in bed. And she's singing. And it's great. It's such a good song. One reason and that, it caught, that it like caught my attention was I was like, oh, she's singing this beautiful song to this kid. And then, uh, you know, we're just so used to people being such Puritans these days. At mm-hmm. one point in the song, she sings, um, I was spending all my energy and keeping my virginity. And I was like, oh, my God. I bet people were scandalized that she said <laughs> virginity in this song where she's singing. And, you know, she says, and I, I wonder... Uh, how the years and I survived. It's because I had a mother who sang to me an honest lullaby. And it's such a good song. And then it goes on. I started thinking of you because, like, eventually she turns and addresses the kid. She's been singing to the audience. And then she starts singing to the kid. And she's like, now to look at you, you must be growing a quarter of an inch a day. Of course, I thought of you and the baby. And, uh, and she I, says, thought, I thought you meant because I'm childlike. No. And she <laughs> says, uh, you've already lived almost half the years you'll be when you go away. Oh, and I just thought about the baby going off to college. <laughs> it's a little early for that. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I don't care. These, the years, they just roll on. And then she's like, uh, you know, basically, you know, after you've gone, while the others play with you, I hope to find a way with you and sometimes spend a day with you and, it, and I was like oh and the baby's just gonna leave us <laughs> after it grows <laughs> up and we're just never gonna see it again and never yeah. look back <laughs> and, but it, it was such a just a beautiful song and uh but I was I almost just wept at the passage of time because I know the baby's not even a year old yet but uh, college, just around the corner. I'll be dead, but I'll be watching as a ghost. And so that'll be you know how I entertain myself. One day, I'm sure I'm going to feel that way, but it's not today because I'm exhausted. <laughs> and then, of course, I also thought, well, for the listeners, you know, for the listeners out there, we will be their mother who sings them an honest lullaby. Like Joan Baez would want. <laughs> we'll do that. So anyway, Ken, I was just thinking about you and weeping uh, about your, the child, the childhood. I'm used to that. You're, when you're thinking of me, you're weeping. <laughs> Which brings us, is it time? Be, did, did you, oh, you gave out Charles the Contractors of War. I did. All right, well, so. yeah, I gave it out. Well, Kendall, nobody, nobody forced you. Here we go. Uh, the next award is, oh, this is a big one. The award for... Song of the Year. Here it is. Oh, Song of the Year. All right. And the nominees are... Oh, you've never had chocolate like this from the Willy Wonka movie. Oh, Well, there's chocolate and there's chocolate, but only Wonka's makes your eyes. Night Moves by Dolly Parton. She is a rock star. Trying to make some front page driving news. Working on a night moves. She is, and I, man, I can't get enough of that. Uh, DJ Play a Christmas Song by Cher. DJ Play a Christmas Song. I want to be dancing all night long. It's cold. And. 
Teens Don't Raise Demons in the Woods by, oh, by me. What an honor. Teens, I know you don't want to listen to someone in their 40s, but no, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't. nominated with such esteemed nominees all right well and the winner is i wonder if you'd make it on the list <gasps> oh this this is kind of an upset <laughs> dj play a christmas song by share <laughs> okay oh, okay you can just dance to this all year right <laughs> Oh, Kendall, there you go. Uh, good job, Cher. Will anybody, there'll never be another Cher. We were going to cut to her reaction, but she wasn't here. When I wonder how the years and I survived, I had a mother who sang to me an honest lullaby. Hi, 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 hi. Ay, 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 ay. Oh, my goodness, dear. Oh, I'm sorry to come in here. I know you're way behind as it is, but... Oh, oh, yes. As a producer, I need to tell you both, boys, to hurry things up a little bit in here, boy. You gotta tighten this show up. Yes, dear. Well, you know, you're you're very much behind. And also, we're we're out of sugar in the kitchen. It seems that someone didn't order the sugar we needed before. Do you, do you know if anyone else has some nearby, dear? Well, I mean, you go all the way down to the end of the sidewalk down there. You got the erotic bakery. So, might as well just go. <gasps> oh, yes, dear. They're sure to have some sugar. Oh, excuse us, dear. We're gonna oh, go run right oh, now, dear. Right. Oh, yeah. Here we go. This next award. Oh, this is a good one, Cliff. Your your belch is summoning it. It's the best Burps. the best buffet oh. in Busheltown. Oh, we know a lot about buffets. Oh yes. Alright, Cliff, the nominees are Oh, the new all you can eat erotic bakery uh no the new all you can eat erotic buffet at the erotic bakery oh a day old pussy horns oh well there's a lot of things on that on that buffet uh you can go into a sugar coma the buffet at smorgasbords you got the pizza shack buffet oh and uh, another surprise nominee here the all the all new all you can carry gemstone buffet here in my side of the store Oh, see, I, I wondered what you were doing. I know, but I, now I know. You're cl- not that I should break in on your nominees, but now I know why you're clearing out all these gemstones. Is so you have extra room for Steamboat Willie T-shirts. Cliff, let's not alert anyone to any possible things that may be happening or may not be happening. Steamboat Willie T-shirts, Steamboat Willie underwear, Steamboat Willie socks. I get you. I get you. No, it's Cliff and Kendall merchandise in the style of Steamboat Willie. All right, Cliff. The award goes to... Oh, oh. (laughs) the all-new buffet here in the store. (laughs) That's crazy. Well, I would just like, as an acceptance (laughs) speech, to remind everyone to come here... And buy as many gemstones as you can carry. It's a great oh, deal. And sorry, we they're playing with our merchandise. Oh, they're playing it off because we're so behind. All right, that was a great award, though, Cliff. You got it. <laughs> I admit it. 
What an award, Kendall. Uh, you know, that's what I would do. I would admit it, that it what an award. But what would you that's do? Good. Then this is our what, segment. What would I do? What would I do? Oh, Kendall, let's see what you would do in this situation. Let's see. Kendall, you're just on the street one day, and a fashion scout approaches you. And he says he wants you to walk the runway during the Fashion Week in Paris. But when you arrive in Paris, you realize the fashion show that you have been booked in is called What Not to Wear. Oh. And that's why they want you to wear your own clothes. Kendall, what would you do? WWID. What would you do? Well, Cliff, I'm honored. First of all, that I'm part of this because I think this is a great lesson to teach the youth of America that you don't conform to what people say is great high fashion and you wear what makes you feel you and what makes you feel happy and you are happy in that skin. And I'm just, you know, I'm here living my best life, Cliff, so I'm here to, um, to bring, uh, you know, awareness to that for all the kids. Oh, he's living his life like it's golden. Remember that song? That's what you're doing. Who sang it? I have no idea. Oh, I don't remember it. Let's see. Let's so, Google, let's Google it. <laughs> since, since we're not, you know, this is not, this is just a segment, not part of the we're award not show. Or anything. Yeah. We can Google it. Life like it's golden. Who sang that? Oh, Jill Scott. Good old Jill Scott. From 2004, Kendall, can you believe that song is 20 years old? <laughs> I thought it was one of today's top hits. Well, just hearing 2004 being 20 years ago was enough <laughs> of a shock. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. All right, Kendall. We're going to have to take a break from this awards show <laughs> for me to recover. Oh. Okay, Cliff, you wake up in your apartment. And you start to smell something funny. Uh, you realize it's not you or anything. It's it's, but it's it's some gas that you're smelling. Mm. It's not personal gas, but it's like gas coming in mm. somewhere. And you realize that the gas on the oven had been on all night. Is that the oven now, gas on all un- night? Fortunately, you have just been gifted an automatic candle lighting device by me over Christmas. That would light a candle in your room every morning to wake you up to, to a wonderful sense of whatever, you know, candle smell you wanted to. Don't laugh. It was a great gift. And I, you said you loved it. Uh, anyway, you see the arm starting to move to strike a match to light the candle with the room is filled with gas. What do you do? Well, you just, if I'm in bed, I fling my bedspread over the candle lighting thing. And then it goes over, and that eliminates the oxygen and saved. And then I wrap it up in the bedspread, and I throw it out the window, which then that lets all the gas out. Do you have a tarp for a blanket? Is that how it smothers out? Because fabric would just catch on fire, wouldn't it? Bedspreads are made to be... Listen, can I sleep with... A one that has cartoons on it, which means it was made for children, which means they spray it to make it non-flammable. So you flap it over there. You people, people oh. put blankets over fires all the time. Kendall, all right. judges say good answer. All right, all here right. we go. You made it out of this one. 
<laughs> Kendall, let's see what happens with you in this situation. All right. You, Kendall, you have fallen, not in love, but for a sales pitch. Uh-oh. <laughs> that sounds more accurate. And you sank all your life savings into a plot of land in Texas. You're like, how am I sure it's Texas? And they were on the phone, and they turned the phone around to the crowd, and they said, the moon and the night is big and bright. And everybody went, deep in the heart of Texas. And so you knew that it really was I Texas. must have been swindled then if I bought land in Texas. Kendall, the next day, you get a call, and they said, guess what? You're on your land. There's a gusher, Kendall, a gusher. And you fly down to Texas, and you're thinking the whole way, I'm going to be the new Jed Clampett, up from the ground, shoots a bubbling crude. And you rush to your plot of land, and oh no. Sadly, you realize they didn't find a gusher of oil. They just tapped into a sewage line, and it's nonstop downpour of shit. What would you do? Ooh. Well, Cliff, Ooh. that is only, that's where you find opportunity in, in you know, horrific situations. I would, I would build a fountain around the gusher, ah. and I would open it as the, the great next tourist attraction out on I-27 or whatever it is over, over there. And it's, um, it's the world's biggest fountain of shit. Ah, the Ted Cruz Memorial fountain of shit. Yeah, and you, you know, uh, you know that Clark Griswold is if he's driving through there on a family vacation, he sees world's largest fountain of shit. He's like, well, kids, we gotta stop there. We gotta, gotta see stop. this. Gotta stop. That's what gotta I do. Stop. Do do. That's what you would do. Do do do. I did. Do do. I did. Good. I'm glad you did. Cliff, you go to see a movie. Oh which just happens to be a Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Mm. And it, this is either going to be the movie that finally gets Jake his Oscar or just another brutal snoob, uh, snoobing, snubbing, <laughs> <laughs> another brutal snoobing. And you hear a group of people that are three rows in front of you talking very loudly about how terrible Jake Gyllenhaal is and how they all hate him and they're glad he's never won an Oscar. Cliff, I'm going to stand back, take off your earrings and tell me what you would do. No. Because I am classier than this. And if they, it doesn't even matter what they're all talking about. If they're talking about anything, if they're talking about macaroni recipes so loud that I can hear them, I'm getting up, I'm going to that manager. If the manager doesn't handle it, then I'm going to demand a ticket (laughs) to the next showing. And I'll just go back when there are not assholes in the theater. And believe it or not, I've done that before at a Jake Gyllenhaal movie. So, there you go. Well, I I believe every part of that. And I know how movies work, Kendall. (laughs) I fully believe every bit of that. But I don't think you could get out of the theater without saying something snarky when you pass them. (laughs) I mean, I might just eat eat shit and die. Something quick like that. (laughs) There you go. There you go. You got to throw something out. All right, Kendam. Or, you know, or, or what I would do is I, <laughs> I'm not even, I'm, you know, I'm more passive aggressive. As I walked well, out, if I had a big drink, because normally that's why I have to go to the bathroom 65 times because I have yeah. a, seven gallons of Diet Coke. And so I would just pour that Diet Coke like all down the back of the 
theater floor so that it had to go down onto oh, all their see? stuff and their feet. And there everything. it is. I knew you were going to have a good passive aggressive way, and I was waiting for it. That, <laughs> that's what I wanted the answer to be. Oh, okay. Well, there it was. <laughs> That's what, I, that's what I would have to do, Kendall. That's oh, well, it. your hands are tied because you're holding both of your or uh, both of mine and your awards over there. Oh, Kendall. Oh, sorry, Kendall. they're telling us to wrap oh, it up. Kendall. And oh, we're just getting it, started. Oh, We've got <laughs> two more awards, one more each, right? A, oh, yes, man, that that escalates. Oh, uh, the awards. You know they go quicker every year, <laughs> and <laughs> Kendall, the I've got one, um, this is the last one for me over here. This is oh, where's the envelope? What I do with it? Oh, here it is. All right, I lost it. Kendall, this is the award for Father of the Year, and the nominees are. Wilbur Soxwright, a local bus driver and father of six. Oh, Mr. Snodbottom, a local podcast producer and father of two. Oh, Kendall. Wow. Kendall is nominated. He's a local podcaster and scenery designer and father of one. And Jose Jimenez, a local restaurateur and father of two. I mean, it is a pleasure just to be nominated. It's a pleasure, isn't it? And we've got... Here it is. Oh, this is hard to open. Oh, one. What is... This is so weird where they take it up. Oh, here, oh, here it is. Finally. The winner is... Jose Jimenez, the uh, local well, restaurateur. Oh, we got to get that to Jose. Congratulations well, you know, to Jose and all the other nominees. Cliff, he deserves it. He has two kids. He does. And listen, the life of a restaurateur, you think that's easy? You think that's as easy as being a podcaster no. and father of one? I don't think so. I don't care what he does in his, in his work life. Having two children, I can't imagine. So one is plenty. All right, Cliff, here we come to the last award of the evening. Oh, the big one. Biggie. It's a big one. It's a big one. Oh, wait, hold on. Wait, I'm hold on. I'm hearing something over here. Oh, it said that uh, they had to take Charles Contractor's award back. Uh, why? Because so, he was caught tampering with the envelopes earlier. So uh, they've, they've given me the real award that I was going to give out earlier. Uh, okay. So I'm just going to really quickly go through that one because they deserve <laughs> to be heard, Cliff. They deserve oh, right. to be heard. Oh, it's, oh, it's, see, this is a good award, too. It's Cliff's Best Rants on the oh. Show. Or like long-winded stories, I guess is what, <laughs> I don't, what we're no, I don't for. think I've ever told anything like that. No, but of the few times you have, these are the best <laughs> of right. the last year. Okay. Cliff, all right. The first nominee is uh, that rant about another another rant about Jake Gyllenhaal's brutal snubbing. Mm. We have oh, when you told the entire story of Dolly in Straight Talk on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that marathon belch session you had that one time, <laughs> uh, where you just couldn't stop. 
Oh, we have oh, the reading from Barbara's book earlier in the show. Mm. And oh, the the reading of the Raven. Mm. That was that was a good one. That was good. Oh, and the winner and the hold on, let me open up here. Oh, Cliff, the winner is the rant about the Jake Gyllenhaal snubbing because oh. that is one of my favorite rants of yours. So here you go. Here's an, uh, that's that's why I thought earlier you had two awards because I and that's ah. why I had to I had to pivot because I forgot that was the other award I was giving you. Here you go. Well, I you know all I can say is that the Academy is full of fools. Talk about your ship of fools, and I hope that they choke on their caviar <laughs> tonight. <laughs> And this one is for Jake, and I will not rest until he has the Oscar. Thank you. Good night. Oh, oh that was like a Michael Moore mo- moment at the Oscars. You uh, telling it like it is to the Academy, <laughs> and the, everybody goes boo. <laughs> and finally, this is the actual big award of the night. Oh, it's another for- award. Well, because that one was the actual one that replaced the Charles. The all right, one. all right. This is the big <laughs> award, the Podcasters of the Year. Oh. And the nominees are Ira Glass. Oh. <laughs> Conan O'Brien. Oh. Cliff and Kendall. Ooh. Sarah Koenig from Serial. Oh, and Rachel Maddow. Oh, Cliff and, and Kendall Awards, so white. Can you oh, see that trending well, on X? Well, and the winner is Cliff and Kendall. Oh, thank God. Those nominees. Surely <laughs> <laughs> to God we're better than them. Oh. Well, and we're, yeah, so of course we're the winners. We're the podcasters of the year. That's how we're going to close this show. <laughs> oh, nobody does it better. Oh, Except for Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn, who is saying the food is ready. Oh. Uh, so I hope everyone that's everyone that's here that's joined us. Uh, are, ha, did anyone join us in the no. store? No. Oh. Well, then it's up to us. We're going to go enjoy that food. Yeah, she's got a roll of stamps, and we're going to get these awards out in the mail. ASAP, Kendall. Right after dinner. It's sooner than ASAP. Stay sap. Yes. <laughs> what an award show it's been, Cliff. And that, what you know, a night. What a night. What an evening. To a close. And we'll see you next year, everybody, at, at the fourth annual Cliff and Kendall Awards. Oh, it's going to be a good one. I can already feel it.
I did not follow that. 